0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Believe in Florida Football podcast with your host, Brett Diogarty. Today, we're going to talk about a a couple of different things here. You know, the top performers that I believe on the defensive side of the ball for the Gators heading into this season. I'm going to talk more about people that I think could take the next step on the defensive side. I know last week we focused a lot on the uh, skilled players on the offensive side of the ball, so I thought I'd make the jump and give this defense some love. I think this defense is gonna make a ton of strides this upcoming season. Last year's defense was definitely not uh, the best in Florida Florida history. However, I believe that, you know, these guys can really turn it around this year. I think we got a lot of depth, you know, a lot of guys that can make big time plays and a couple of potential superstars on that on that side of the ball. I'm also gonna talk about some special teams battles. Come on, I mean, I'm a former long snapper. Who doesn't want to talk about, you know, a kicker battle, snapper battle. The Aussie himself, Jeremy Crosshaw should be the guy, you know, putting the ball this year. So we're going to talk some special teams. After that, we're going to look into my personal, and I may be biased, but this is this is me just being completely honest, my top five teammates I ever played with on the offensive side of the ball and the top five defensive players I played with during my five years at UF. And after that, I'm going to finish this segment off with everyone's favorite Dio's locks of the week. Got a lot of sleepers, a lot of plus money bets that I think are worth the investment. I think it's worth, you know, giving it a shot. If one of these bets hit, you know, at the end of the year, I think we make a a good amount of money. So let's dive right into it. I'm going to start off with my top performers on the defensive side. So at number one, These aren't in any particular order. You know, these three guys, just in general, I believe, have the ability to be the top player, you know, at their position in not only the SEC, but also in the country. So I'm starting off with Kair Elam. Kair stepped into a major role as, you know, a starting corner when he first got to UF. And I knew from the first time I met him and and saw him play during fall camp and stuff, I knew he was, you know, going to be a special player. And, He's our true cornerback one, a true cornerback one in the SEC as well, not just on this team. I think he has first-round potential, not even just first-round potential. I think he has the potential to be a a high first-rounder, you know, a great, humble guy and someone that's going to be a leader for this team. Up next, I got Ventrell Miller, one of the hardest-hitting players I've seen in my time playing football. I believe he's the best linebacker in college football. He mans the middle for this Gator unit. I mean, he moves vertically and horizontally across the field at a great rate for his size and for being such a big player. He's extremely explosive, and he's a sure tackler. I think he's going to lead the team in tackles this year and have a great season. Up next, I got big man Zach Carter. Zach, this this one's personal. I love Zach. You know, he's matured a ton through the years. I think he's an absolute beast in the weight room. He's developed his body and given himself that NFL stature. And he's worked on his craft a ton throughout the years, and it's going to be a dominant D-lineman for this Gators uh, front front seven. I think Zach could be a top defensive lineman in the country. He's a humble guy, a great person off the field, and I, I expect a huge season from him. Now I'm going to talk about people I expect to take the next step at the one spot. Again, these aren't in any particular order. My three guys are Trey Dean, Mahmoud Diabate, and Jeremiah Moon. Trey Dean is an absolute freak in the weight room. He's got an exceptional work ethic. I think he's somebody that gained a lot of confidence through the years and, and is really going to step up at that safety position for us this year. He ended the season on a high note, you know, in the SEC Championship game. And uh, I expect Trey to, to be a vocal leader on that defensive side and in the back end. I expect a great season stats wise. And he's a very good athlete, and his work ethic, like I said, is unmatched. So this guy's really the limit for that guy. Mahmood is a crazy athletic uh, linebacker. He's extremely versatile. He's great off the edge. I think he can be just an all-around great linebacker. He's put on some weight this offseason, really you know, filled that stature of being a, an SEC linebacker. But he's also a quick twitch guy that can bend very well and, and come off the edge, and I expect him to form a great linebacker duo with Ventrell this year and and take that next step. And lastly, my guy... The guy came in with me at the uh, the same time as me as a recruit that 2016 class Jeremiah Moon I'm a huge fan of uh, Jackie Moon like we call him Jeremiah's got NFL size six five like two thirty five at least he runs as as well as you know a wideout can and an agility drills the guy five ten five you know star drill all that stuff back when we did agility drills the guy was beating running backs, beating wide receivers. And I was thinking to myself, like, I was a linebacker on my high school team. And right when I got to UF and I saw a guy like Moon move for his size, I was like, well, we're, we're no longer playing at, you know, Windermere Prep in Orlando, Florida. We're, we're in Gainesville, Florida, playing with some top guys. So those are my three for that I expect to take the next step, as well as my top performers. All six of those guys should have a tremendous impact on this defensive side of the ball and ultimately help this team make a ton of strides defensively after an abysmal year. But, you know, that year's in the past, and I expect the Gators' defense to get back to dominant form. So I'm excited. Next up, the special teams, the most important part of the team. Who agrees with me? I mean, I'm a former long snapper. I may be biased, but... Special teams win, win ball games. You know, Coach Knox and, and Coach Mullen stressed that plenty of times during my time at UF. So I'm going to dive into the special teams. A heated kicker battle between uh, Christopher Howard and Jace Chrisman. I personally, you know, don't know Jace that well. Uh, he was a good kicker at Mississippi State, so I think he's going to come in and, and give a lot of good competition to Chris Howard, who, when I was at UF, the guy performed extremely well. He, he pushed Evan McPherson, you know, plenty of times during fall camp competition and charting wise, he stepped up when his number was called. And I'm a huge fan of Chris. I think in terms of the field goal and extra point kicking, I believe he, he'll get the nod. I think he's going to have a great season and uh, score a lot of points for a Gator team that hopes to replicate, you know, the amount of points scored this past season. The punter position, I believe, is pretty much set. I expect Jeremy Crosshaw to be the guy. I expect a great season as well from from Craw. I mean, the Aussie's got an extremely powerful leg. Of course, it's not going to be an easy transition going from not getting a ton of reps this past year to being a full-time starter. So there might be you know a couple of hiccups here and there, but an extremely big leg with tons of potential. And I think Gator fans are going to enjoy watching him punt. That Aussie-style punter, you know, can do a lot of different things. And uh, expect a, a great year from him. At the long snapper position, I'm excited for this one. Uh, Marco Ortiz, I expect to be the guy. Marco, you know, snapped with me during the years. He was my backup this past season, and I think he's going to be a tremendous snapper. Uh, He's going to do a great job. He's, you know, a strong guy, super athletic, and a great snapper. So I look forward to seeing him sling the ball to to Jeremy this year. Looking forward to representing that long snapper U that we got over there at UF, and I expect a great year from Marco. Looking forward to seeing him thrive. And now to my next segment, the top five offensive and top five defensive players from my time at UF. Here we go. So at offense, these aren't in a particular order because all five of these guys on both sides of the ball were just absolute studs. Really not much else to say these guys were beasts in all different positions on the field but you know at number one I, I gotta start off with, with my boy Kyle Pitts you know not often do you have the, a tight end go fourth overall in an NFL draft like he did this past season the guys four 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 speed and I'm not I'm not talking Wendy's four 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 I'm talking four four speed running the 40 yard dash got an 83 and three fourth wing span. Guy's an absolute mismatch all over the field. He's going to be a nightmare for linebackers in the NFL. He's too too quick for a linebacker, too strong for a safety. I expect him to have a tremendous season. Definitely target him in your fantasy drafts this year. I think Pitts honestly eclipses 1,000 yards as a rookie, something that not many tight ends can do. But former Mackey Award winner was the best tight end in the country this past season, and it wasn't even close. You saw what he did to SEC DBs. SEC linebackers and SEC safeties, which essentially at SEC makes up a good part of the NFL, so I don't expect too much trouble for him making that transition. Next up, I have Antonio Callaway. This one was from a while ago. Yes, I was at UF for five years. Took the long route, but you know, I saw a lot of great players when I was there in Callaway. It was big play after big play while at UF. You think of that Tennessee game winner, he was explosive in the return game as well. Just a great route runner, super fluid motion. Great hands, and you put them all all across the field, and he was just a great overall wide receiver at UF, and made a tremendous impact. Similar to number three on my list, I got Kadarius Tony, the Joker himself. He is a jack of all trades. His agility is absolutely second to none. I mean, he was a punt returner for us, on top of being an absolute stud at wideout. And I would always joke with him when I was running down during our punt unit, telling him, you know, don't make too many. You know sudden moves. I'm not trying to lose an ACL during season. You know I finally got my opportunity to play. I'm not I'm not trying to go down in fall camp because KT's doing one of his signature juke moves. But the guy literally doesn't have ACLs. I swear he's one of the f- most fluid, agile players I've ever played with. He's a dynamic returner on top of being a, a polished route runner with great hands, and the guy can literally throw a ball 70 plus yards from his knees. He's literally like. I describe KT as what I would make a creative player back in Road to Glory when I'm playing NCAA 12. The guy's just an absolute stud, and I expect a great season for him this upcoming year. At number four, like I said too, these are in no particular order. All five guys are just absolute beasts. I have uh, Kyle Trask, my roommate my last year at UF, a Heisman finalist, an extremely accurate and polished quarterback. His numbers this past season were just phenomenal i don't think kyle got enough love in the heisman voting to be honest with you i mean for an all sec schedule to be you know the first couple weeks of the year the guy was averaging like four or five touchdowns a game throwing 300 plus yards against top sec talent year round and he's just a great football iq quarterback he's a student of the game his his work ethic is unmatched all week heading into game week or heading into game day at the house he'd be watching film studying this, you know opponent watching re-watching plays from practice seeing what he could do differently and all of his hard work off the field really translated into his you know progression on the field the guy came in as a backup you know when felipe got hurt and never looked back and really had a great career at uf and he's now on my favorite team you know the tampa bay bucks and i look forward to kyle taking over when brady's done playing who knows when that will be because brady might end up playing until he's 50 but Kyle's definitely gonna be a great guy to man that offense in a couple of years. At number five, I had to show some love to the O-line. I put Jawan Taylor on here, the uh, tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jawan came in the same recruiting class as me, My freshman year, actually, I was redshirted, so I had to play some scout D-line, and Jawan Taylor absolutely abused me, (laughs) you know? He is like the nicest guy off the field. He's like a massive teddy bear, but he has the most powerful hands I've ever been hit with when I was playing D-end. He's crazy athletic for his size. He's a student of the game like Kyle. His technique is super good. He's performed great at the NFL level, and he's just a shutdown tackle that you have to have on your team to protect your quarterback in order to be a successful team. And Juwan's just a great tackle that's going to play in the league for 10-plus years and just be super consistent and reliable. Okay, now to the defensive side. I have Jared Davis, J.D., was without a doubt the most physically dominant player I saw during my time at UF when I showed up for orientation and my first couple practices. I saw JD getting treatment in the uh, training room and JD, just looking at him, I was like, wow, okay. We are now at UF. This is not high school anymore. This guy looks like he is a 35 year old that works a nine to five and has three kids. I mean, the guy was just an absolute beast, a man child of a guy. Best overall leader, I think, vocally at UF as well while I was there. There's a reason the guy was a first-round pick, and he just, he hits super hard, but he's also very good at avoiding and and getting up to the next level to get to the backfield, and he's just a beast while at UF, a, a sure tackler, and had a couple of injury battles, but when he was on the field, he was the most dominant player on the defensive side of the ball. Next up, I have Marcus May at number two may was just an absolute freak not many safeties that have his size that can move as well as he can that has as good as ball skills as he had just a great safety you know i only got a year with him and jd but just i had to put these guys on the top five because they were just exceptional players that made a tremendous impact for our our defensive side one of the main reasons why early on with my time at uf we were so used to that uf defense that's just hard nose dominant and you know kind of flipped the switch and became more of an offensive team the past year or two. But back in 2016, these two guys were key reasons why we had such a dominant defense. Number three, I have Jonathan Grenard. Grenard, you know, was a grad transfer from Louisville, but he came in and just immediately made a huge impact, not only on the field, but in the locker room as well. He was just a great guy, very humble for being such a solid defensive end that went on to the next level. And I think he's going to have a great season this upcoming year in Houston. I think he's going to become a household name at the DN spot. The guy was a walking tackle for loss at UF and had a couple of injuries with his, with his ankle during his one year with us. But whenever he was on the field, he was extremely dominant, getting to the cornerback, making life miserable for the opposing tackles. Just dominated plenty of games for us and just a great overall teammate. At the four spot, I have C.J. Henderson. C.J. Henderson is probably the fastest guy I ever played with at UF and just in general. His instincts were insane. With his time at UF, me and some of the guys on the special teams would joke around because like anytime you threw a ball in his direction, it was not getting completed. The guy's just a beast, man-to-man cornerback. He made tons of plays. His instincts were great, but also that closeout speed was phenomenal. There was times, you know, where he was able to make up for any ground lost on a route and and recover in time to either make a pass deflection or, you know, get a pick. And CJ just was a tremendous player. I think he's had a little rough patch in terms of some stuff going on with the NFL, but I think he's still going to be a dominant cornerback and he can be a true cornerback one lockdown corner for the Jags or whatever team he continues to play for. If anything happens with him trade-wise, I think he'll step in and be a a true cornerback one for that team. And lastly, I have Ja'Kai Polite. Jakai was a stud for us. I mean, probably the quickest get-off I've ever seen in person and at my time at UF, he's just he was a guaranteed sack or two if he wasn't getting doubled at UF. He's got crazy closeout speed. His his work ethic on the field is phenomenal and just somebody that has that rare pass rushing ability that not many people see. And there's a reason why, you know, he made it to the next level and just during his time had one of the best defensive end seasons statistically in a long time for UF, just constantly getting to the quarterback and making life miserable for opposing offenses. Lastly, Dio's locks of the week. Here we go. Like I said, we got sleepers, plus odds, underdogs, we're barking over here, anything that has great odds. I believe all of these are worth the investment, so you know, stay tuned here. All of these bets are coming from all the lines, and and plus odds are coming from Bet Online AG. So honestly, do me a favor. If you want to make some money, sign up for an account there on Bet Online AG, and like I said last week, let's take this thing to the moon. Why not? You know, why not throw in a couple of flyers here? They may end up being charity, but I don't think they will. I believe that these. These picks honestly have great value. My first one, I got, I broke it up into two parts. I got college football specials and then I have NFL specials. My college football special number one, I chose two Heisman winners with pretty good plus odds. So I may pronounce this wrong. Apologies if I do. But Clemson quarterback DJ Uangalele, I believe is how you say it. To win the Heisman at plus 1200. I think he's getting disrespected in terms of being plus 1200. I would much rather have him than JT Daniels, who I'm not nothing against JT Daniels. I just feel like DJ, you know, has some experience with that Clemson team, doesn't have the most tough schedule heading into this year. I think Clemson, you know, is a lock to make it to the college football playoffs. So I could see him having a big year, giving them a chance to win a title and putting up some crazy numbers, which you put up great numbers and your team's in contention at the end of the year, you're usually making it to New York, you know, for the Heisman ceremony. My second one, this is a long shot, but after seeing Devontae Smith win this past year, anything's possible for those Bama wideouts. So I got John Mechie to win the Heisman, plus 5,000. Plus 5,000, I mean... If you throw five bucks on this, you could get a huge payout. So it's either, you know, you go to Starbucks and you pay, you know, five bucks for a breakfast sandwich or you you make, you know, a home-cooked meal and instead throw five bucks that could turn into 250 bucks. It's your decision, not judging you. Next up, I have Ohio State to win the national championship. I've heard a lot of good things about their quarterback, CJ Stroud, I think is how you pronounce his last name, but I expect them to be dominant. They got probably the best two wideouts in college football best duo in Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. So I I could see them offensively putting up crazy numbers and they're known for always having a pretty solid defense. So I could see Ohio state being a sleeper at plus 700. I think it's worth it. Next up. I got to put some UF bets in there somehow. So I put in UF to win the East at plus 500. I mean, they got Georgia at minus 500. Don't get me wrong. I think Georgia is the favorite to win. There's no doubting that, you know, there's a lot of pieces that UF needs to fix after this past season, losing a ton of talent. But UF to win at plus 500 after winning the previous year, I think the defense is going to be a lot better this year. And, you know, between Emery and and Anthony, I think we have a a great one-two punch at the quarterback position that can throw the ball and also run the ball well. So there'll be a balanced attack for UF. So I throw that in there at plus 500. And this one, I don't want to hear a ton of crap for it because I'm absolutely love Lane Kiff and I think he's a great, you know, play caller. So i, I messed around and throwing out plus four thousand Ole miss to win the SEC. They got Matt Corral who's right up there for Heisman candidates. And if they could have any sort of defense production somehow, you know that offense is explosive. They hung a ton of points on great teams last year. So, you know, why not? Plus four thousand is it's worth the pick. I mean, why not? Throw ten bucks on it and you could win huge. So those are my college football specials. And now we're going to finish up the uh, episode with some NFL specials. Yes, I am a Bucs fan. Yes, I am biased. Yes, I have Brady to win the MVP. Plus 1,400. Why not? I mean, the guy literally has the most talent he's had at the wide receiver, tight end, running back position in all his 20 plus years of playing football. He's got an offensive line that's proven themselves. Tristan Wirth is an absolute lockdown tackle for him. And if Donovan Smith can have a a good season this year as well, I don't see Brady really having a ton of pressure coming his way. Ryan Jensen's also a beast. You know, I'm going to shout all of them out. Ali Marpet and Alex Kappa. Alex Kappa is going into a contract year. So I expect him to play well alongside all all of those four other guys. And I think Brady, he's going to throw for 40 plus touchdowns, at least 35. He's, I believe, going to throw for over 5,000 yards, especially with this expansion of 17 games for the regular season. And I mean, the guy took my Tampa Bay Bucks team that was the doormat of not only the NFC South, but the National Football League, and in one year, turned us into a Super Bowl winning team. So I'm done. You know, there was a ton of Brady slander back in the day, because I'm not a fan of the New England Patriots. And you know, I was a Brady hater, I'm not gonna lie. But the guy came in and absolutely just swooped me off my feet. He said, Brett, I'm going to come to your bucks we're going to fire those cannons and i'm just going to go ahead and win you a super bowl so you got anything else to say and i'm like no tom do your thing you're going to win the mvp i'm going to hammer plus 1400 because i think you're you're ageless you went to the fountain of youth and you know there's no looking back and i think brady at plus 1400 is a crime next up i got comeback player of the year i know dak is like plus 150 and everyone assumes he's going to be the favorite but I'm gonna go with Christian McCaffrey at plus twelve hundred. I mean, CMC is almost a lock to give you a thousand yards rushing and receiving, which there's not many people in the league, if at all, that can do that. You know, and I think he is the entire offense in Carolina. You know, I think he's gonna put up great numbers. He's the number one pick in your fantasy football league. And at plus 1,200, I would definitely rather sprinkle on that than, you know, hammer Dak to win it and, and watch McCaffrey put up 1,500 rushing and 1,000 receiving and win it. And then my last two on the defensive side, I go defensive rookie of the year, another plus 1,200. I got Pat Sertain. It's tough being a cornerback winning, you know, defensive rookie of the year, especially with guys like Micah Parsons. And that can, you know, statistically put up a better season numbers wise, but I think Sertain is going to, maybe not this year, but I think he's very soon going to be a lockdown corner. I think he's just a great overall player. I expect him to have five, six, you know, interceptions this year, decent amount of tackles and a ton of pass breakups. So I think he's worth the value at plus 1,200. And this last bet for Defensive Player of the Year is my favorite bet out of all of them. Devin White at plus 2,200. The odds maker should be literally locked in a prison cell for 50 years. I mean, Devin White had nine sacks as a middle linebacker last year, you know, 100 total tackles, had two games with three sacks. I just, you saw what he did in the postseason. I mean, he was he was getting interceptions, forcing fumbles, recovering fumbles. He was running over Saints players with the ball like he was a, a RB1. I think Devin White is going to assert himself as the best defensive player in the league, for sure, linebacker-wise. And if Aaron Donald, for once, cannot win Defensive Player of the Year, and, and it stays away from an edge rusher, I think Devin White is a surefire lock. You know, at plus twenty two hundred, it's worth the investment. Trust me. You know, honestly, I I'm very confident in Devin White, especially at plus twenty two hundred. I think it's great odds. So that is it. That is my Dio's Locks of the Week. I hope you guys all enjoyed today's show. I wanted to mix it up. You know. Kind of just spew out a couple of picks, talk about some personal, you know, stuff while at UF, players wise, that I thought were just overall great players, and then talk a little bit about the defensive side. And you can't leave out the special teams. So I wanted to include that as well. So that's it. You know, we got a little longer episode this week, but hey, you know, all good stuff. Get on bet online AG. Hammer some of those picks. Honestly, sprinkle, but hammer that Devin White pick. I love it. And thank you guys for listening. I look forward to next week doing the same thing, giving you some winners and and talking Gator football. Appreciate you guys. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel.